Novembering services are a time to slow down, check in on how we're feeling, honor the ones that we've loved, especially with the holidays coming up. These losses can be the literal losses where we grieve for those who are physically not with us. These losses can also be the figurative losses where we grieve for those that we care for who, are, who might still be physically with us, but we're disconnected from for whatever reason. Could also be a loss of opportunities, loss of traditions, a loss of almost anything that you care for. And so this morning, I want to remind us and encourage us that it's okay to feel. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to mourn. It's okay to cry. It's okay to celebrate. It's okay to look back on the memories and just simply feel. Now around this time of the year is when I lost um, my friend Dan Tao. And it's coming up on five years since Dan passed away. I met Dan in college, and he became a friend who felt like an older brother as I graduated, or after I graduated. And whenever there's, a big, uh, there's big news in sports, I'm reminded of Dan, because Dan was an avid sports fan. And he loved Wisconsin sports even more. And so at the beginning of this year's NBA season, a big trade happened where Damian Lillard, a really good player, a really great player, was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks, who was one of the best players, who has one of the best players in Giannis Antetokounmpo. And when news broke, I felt excited to see how good this duo was going to be. As a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, I felt worried how Wisconsin sports were excelling while Minnesota sports felt lacking. And I also felt a bit of sadness and loneliness that came from missing Dan. I found that whenever I feel like this, it's helpful for me to post on Dan's Facebook page. I usually mention somewhere that I miss him, and I don't expect to receive an answer, and if I do, that'd be kind of scary, but it helps me feel less lonely because it's a way to connect with him even though he's gone. It's only been, a, been recent that I've been able to identify, identify the feelings that I experience when I lose someone. Up until a few years, years ago, I've always, I've always wrestled with how I should feel whenever I lose someone. It didn't help growing up Hmong because whenever I attended funerals, I'd often hear elders telling, um, telling the, person, the, the, the family that lost someone, or stop crying, it's not good for you, it's not healthy for you. And even though they had good intentions, or at least they, I hope that they did, it was really hard for me to accept because how could you, how could anyone hold back tears after losing someone so important? Although embracing our emotions is something that my culture didn't teach me, I've found that it's definitely something that the Bible does teach. In the Psalms, there are 150 chapters, and about, a, about half of them focus on lamenting. Lament psalms are typically about an individual expressing their deep sorrow or grief to God. I'd imagine that many of us might have a similar experience like me where we were told not to express our feelings. So I assume it's something that we probably don't do with God either, but 
you'd be surprised at how honest some of these authors in the Psalms are with God. In Psalm chapter 22, King David writes about one of his darkness, uh, about one of his darkest moments of feeling abandoned when he was attacked by his enemies. Although the psalm does not talk about losing someone we love, I think it's highly relatable when we lose someone or something we care for. It could feel like one of the darkest moments in our lives. Let me read a portion for, uh, of it for us, and I want you to pay attention to the emotions that King David expresses. This morning, we're not going to dive too deep into what it means exegetically or what you know, scholars say about this, but I want you to just to listen to the emotions in this psalm here. So this is what it says. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? so far from my cries of anguish. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. And in you, our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who seek me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. King David felt some immensely deep and painful emotions. Some of the feelings I heard were forsaken, anguished, abandoned, scorned, despised, mocked, and insulted. These are feelings that I don't think I would ever express publicly, but David did. Not only did he express it in the Bible, but he expressed them to God. Openly, openly expressing our emotions can feel inappropriate for a variety of reasons, but King David did not hold back. His emotions were raw and unfiltered, but they were honest. How honest are you with your emotions in your, darkest, in your darkest moments? I know for me, I will often deflect or minimize and tell myself things like, Everything happens for a reason, or God is in control, everything will be fine. But I have a hard time being honest with others of what I'm feeling and how I'm feeling. Now, if there's anything we can learn from Psalm 22, it's that we can be honest with our emotions. And if you need any more reassurance to know that it's okay to be honest with your emotions, the same psalm that we just read was quoted by Jesus. When Jesus was crucified, he quoted Psalm chapter 22, verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you abandoned me? Why have you left me all alone? David was referred to as a, as a man after God's own heart. And you'll find this in 1 Samuel chapter 13 and Acts chapter 13. 
And Jesus is God's one and only son who he has been in loving relationship with God for eternity. If they who are close to God and close with God, if they can be vulnerable with God about their emotions in their darkest times, so can we. So can we. Whatever it is that prevents us from feeling our emotions, whether it's cultural, personal, or assumptions that we have, we must understand that if it's completely okay to feel our emotions and it's completely okay to express them, even psychological studies show that the relationship between, between being vulnerable with our emotions increases our connections with those who care for us. Being vulnerable with our emotions allows others to know our deepest needs and this helps them care for us and support us in ways that we need. Being vulnerable with others, being vulnerable with God helps us feel cared for. And we can see this in the rest of Psalm 22. In the first half of this psalm, King David goes back and forth from complaining to God and then praising God. But at after verse 19, the psalm takes a very unique turn, and it becomes all praise. Let me read the rest of the psalm to you. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people, and the assembly I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering or the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For, for dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him, those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. After King David expresses his emotions of feeling abandoned by God, he turns, into he turns it into praise and he becomes dependent now, similarly, in Luke chapter 23, verse 46, after Jesus expresses the feeling of being abandoned by God, this is what Jesus says. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. So in the midst of our darkest moments, being vulnerable with how you feel can help you stay connected with who can care for you. We're also reminded in Hebrews that we have a great high priest who is Jesus who can sympathize with all of the pain that we feel. And so being vulnerable with how you feel can help you stay connected with who can save you. 
And it's no coincidence that following Psalms 22 is Psalm 23, a very well-known psalm that says this, and I'll be reading this from the New Living Translation. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Imagine that. After King David and Jesus, who were completely honest and vulnerable about feeling abandoned by God, in return of their honesty of being vulnerable and being vulnerable, gets to experience the complete comfort that God has for them. And being honest about feeling abandoned, feeling disrespected, feeling mocked, they are led by the shepherd to experience rest from their chaos. Their strength is renewed. Their fear is extinguished. They are protected and comforted. They experience an overflow of blessing. We trust that this applies to all of us too. That in our loss, physical, figurative, literal, loss of ones we've loved, loss of opportunities, traditions, things that are dear, near and dear to us, that in our loss, we can be vulnerable and express our emotions to God without holding back. And I trust that God can handle whatever we feel about him regarding our loss. And in return, we will experience his comfort. And so find ways to allow yourself to be honest with how you feel. Be honest with others and be honest with God.